Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with Muller She Wrote Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Today, my returning guest is my best, best friend, Steph Walton. We always have fun. But before we get into it, the Start Me Up podcast is independent, supported by listeners, and it's woman run. A great big thank you to everybody who supports the show. If you enjoy today's podcast, visit patreon.com slash startmeup. Check out all the tiers. I do include a tier with a much shorter intro and no ads. You can hear the free shows on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and they're followed up by What's Up, a show just for patrons where I talk about anything that comes to mind. It's a little more personal, kind of like my online diary. Visit patreon.com slash startmeup. And don't forget, you can find Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. Now, please enjoy my conversation with Steph Walton. Welcome back to the show, Steph. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. (laughs) My sister always says that. Oh, hey. Uh, I'm tired and I'm totally burned out. And um, we had a, what do you call it? Our Y, our Xfinity was down all morning. So if you, if you're a listener with, to Bob, you're going to hear about it from him too. But you know, I couldn't prepare anything because we literally just came back on about 10 minutes ago. So we're once again, it's not hard because you and me, we're just going to have to wing it. I think we can handle it though. We always do. <laughs> and I'm just kind of tired because I, I was resting my eyes uh, before the show. So I'm kind of in one of those, like, I just want to take a nap right now. So I need to wake the fuck up. So what's going on with you? Why don't you tell us what's going on with you, Steph? Well, okay. Here's something so exciting. Yes. Exciting my, is good. My daughter, who just finished eighth grade. Uh-huh graduated from eighth grade last Wednesday and she's going on to high school. And so that's, you know, that's a little, there's, there's a lot to unpack with that one, but um, she had a great year and, you know, despite having to be masked all year long, she developed some wonderful new relationships. And I think um, she, she excelled academically. Like it was just, it was a good year for her and I'm I'm so happy and I'm so proud. And my son (laughs) who is a senior in high school, graduates on Saturday yeah and so you know we're like I I had to unpack his I had to say for the 57th time (laughs) hey honey can you give me the box that you're tapping down so I can like hang them so they don't have horrifying creases all over and then I realized like I didn't even know the package we ordered but he got two tassels one has like a rhinestone 22 (laughs) and the other one you know just a a standard golden horrifying little plastic thing but it's just so cute and he's got like this you know he's got this his colors are um his his gown is red and all of the accoutrements Mm -hmm. are are gold so he's got this sash and i know that his sister's going to want to help him bedazzle it Mm -hmm. and and, you know you know how they do the mortarboard and Mm -hmm. the kids now they decorate the top of it so sometimes they put their you know sometimes they put a pot leaf sometimes they put um (laughs) you know a poop emoji sometimes there might be the school that they're attending yeah so i think um i don't know it's just it's exciting it's fun i'm you know, he's getting a cute little outfit to go under. It's just, it's fun. That's it's like really it's happy cool. in the midst of all of the shit. Yeah. And then while I'm on a roll, <laughs> um, I, I was hanging out in my backyard last night with some friends and supporters of Congresswoman Barbara Lee. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> one of the, one of my friends said, did you hear about the, um, 
the kid at Berkeley High who was trying to recruit recruit kids to bomb and murder children Whoa. at the school. Wow. My son is a my son is a Berkeley High student. Yeah. Wow. And and this I mean it's like we can first of all it doesn't get any closer to home than that. Mm-hmm. Um second of all we can't escape. We live in a gun yeah. culture. Yes, we do. We live in a, we live in a society that is run by the minority. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 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 you know, I, I was listening after after that document was leaked, that Supreme Court document on Roe was leaked. I was listening to Howard Stern one morning, and he was so furious so furious and one of the things he said that really stuck with me and it just puts it in really plain language it's you know 70 percent of the country never gets what it wants yeah and so what on earth kind of country do we live in where the majority of people do not decide what goes on i know if we live in a voting society Mm -hmm. in a democracy why in the motherfuck I wish I could remember it. I wish I could remember, and I can't get to it now because our internet is down once again. But Tell me. I got a Google right here, babe. What's up? (laughs) There was an article, and I don't remember who wrote it and i think it was recent and it was saying that they that the the u.s is no longer really an a democracy it's more of an oligarchy i also Mm -hmm. know that uh what's his name jimmy carter warned about this and i don't remember if jimmy carter said we were in oligarchy i mean we we have vestiges of the democracy left like for instance if we when we go vote this time um, the Senate is not gerrymandered, and so it will literally be, you know, your votes. It, it depends. It's not like the presidency. There's no electoral college. It's how do they say it? It's one vote, whatever. What is that phrase that I just can't think of because I just kind of got up from half snooze? I, I, I don't. You're asking the wrong person. I, can't, I, can't, I don't remember words anymore. It, it, so. I know. I'm having this hard time with words. Um, no, but it's something about it's a one voice, one vote. Something something along yeah, those lines. Yeah, there you go. But, that, so- that sounds good to Yeah, me. that sounds good. But it's like, okay, in that, we have that right now. Eventually, if we, if we don't get our shit together by November, that will be gone, and we will have absolutely no democracy. But I'm just being... Uh, you know, the bearer of kind of bad news here and saying that, well, no, we're not even really a democracy anymore. And that's, that's kind of, I mean, we were never a full democracy because of the electoral college and because of, um, uh, you know, the couple other things like there's all these, uh, how many people own the, uh, the cable news, I think it's like three or four people. There, there's, right. like, there's all these monopolies and we can't just have, a world where all the billionaires own everything and get all the money and get all the breaks on everything and the rest of us get fucked. But that's where mm-hmm. we're heading. And uh, unless we wake up, and I've said this before, and I don't, I don't think I said this to you because I don't think you've been on since that announcement of the leak. But, you know, I'm, I'm just waiting for them to strike Rodown because if they got it. Well, of course they're striking Rodown. Yeah. Well, I and I'm yes. just hoping that that's a big fucking wake up call for this country because so many of us are just sleeping and we're not aware. And, you know, if they choose to gut it, it's going to be this kind of like half assed, not half assed, but it, 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 it'll be like it's not going to wake up everybody. And I don't know mm-hmm. what extent this is going to wake up the public when they strike it down because we've had Sandy Hook and we've had all these fucking mass shootings and we're still being stupid as a collective and voting for Republicans when they're doing nothing about it. And to those who argue, I just have to say, 
somebody came and argued on my Twitter thread saying, well, Democrats didn't do anything when they had the majority. Okay, well, granted, you know, I, I think Columbine was like in 1999. But at that point, the mass shootings weren't a regular thing. And then mm-hmm. um, when Obama got in, we had two years. That's it. We had two years. And prior to Obama, we did have a majority in Congress. But again, that was before those mass shoot. I mean, definitely we had issues with guns, but these mass shootings have really ramped up. And when Obama got in, he had two years of a majority. And that was it. Because Democrats who, you know, whatever, they were lazy, whatever, they didn't show up. Some of us did, but the ones who didn't gave us Mitch McConnell. And they gave us this, you know, I know some people get so defensive about this. If you voted, I'm not talking to you. You did what you could. I voted. But Democrats who didn't vote for whatever reason, whether it was the pet issues or, you know, the 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 uh, fact that we had a black president and they thought, oh, I think great. We got a black president. So everything there's no more racism. You know, whatever it was that they thought and they didn't show up. So we've got to fucking show up. And we've got man, we've got so much work to do. If we do manage to to preserve what's left of our democracy, it's not over because it all happens again in 2024 and in 2026. And it's just going to keep going because until the Republicans realize that we are rejecting their bullshit, they're not going to stop. You know, right. they, they, the only way that they're going to stop is if we just keep them from power and then they're going to say, OK, we have to change our tactics. We have to start up. You know, I mean, George Bush was, was appealing to the Latino community and, you know, that all went away. They don't try to even appeal to Latinos anymore. But it's like, no, they do, though. Well, you're right. Actually, they do. They do with with, they, with certain groups of Latinos, as you and Kirk Acevedo like to say, there's no monolith. They're not a monolith. But No, they're not. But there yeah, are certain... there is no. Yes, you're 100 percent right. Yeah. There is not. The Latino community is not a monolith. It's not it's at all. Incredibly nuanced. Yeah. And if and that's I think that's part of the, you know, maybe the problem is, in my opinion, the the Democratic Party has waited until the last yes. second to engage Latinos and say, hey, get us over the finish line. Mm-hmm. You know, get us over the finish line. We're going to speak to you like you're one group. Mm, right. When, in, in reality, it's, it's like I said, incredibly nuanced. Yeah. And some of them are deeply religious and, and uh, you know, anti-choice. Mm-hmm. And others are like, no, I'm a poor Latina who has to rely on my, my freedom of choice so that I can continue to support mm-hmm. the family that I already have. I mean, it's like it's a whole different deal. The, the, the different... Um, regions that these people are coming from, the way their language is spoken. You can't speak to Mexican-American voters uh, the way you would speak to Puerto Rican-American voters yeah, right. or Dominican uh, you know, or Guatemalan. It's, it's different. And if it's not nuanced, they're missing the mark. And I, I honestly, I don't mean to go on a freaking tangent here, but you know, you need, this country needs visionary mm-hmm people who can tap into oh hey i i recognize that 13 percent of my state's 
uh, registered voters are Latino, and we've never done anything mm -hmm. to try to engage them. And they are 85% Mexican American, mm -hmm. and they are 10% Honduran, and they, you know whatever. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna drill down, and we're going to speak to people. You know, to use the term, meet them where they're at. Yes. Ask them the questions. What do you want? What do you believe in? Oh, so you're deeply religious, but you believe in bodily autonomy. That's fantastic. This is how the messaging is going to come across right. to your you know, it's it just, it's lazy mm -hmm. at best. And, and one thing the Republicans have done quite well is they go in and they find, mm -hmm. they find that talking point that's going to resonate and they hammer it home and they don't yep. deviate. Mm -hmm. And that's, and, and, and I, I, last night, <laughs> last night I had a, I had a group of people, um, in my backyard, mm -hmm. uh, showing, showing proof of vaccination and wearing masks face of desire <laughs> just to, to meet with our congressperson, Barbara Lee. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, Democrats, you know, should, we, we were joking saying, you know, the sky is blue and then Democrats will go, well, but really mm -hmm. it's actually, it's a shade of light blue. <laughs> you know, I, you know what I actually, I would consider that, you know, what time of day is it? Well, it's maybe right. verging on slightly um, an indigo. I, I, I don't, I mean, what would you, what would you call it? Baby blue in the morning? Like, I, you know, and, and it's just, what do we all agree on? You know, yeah, when I was exactly. introducing her last night to the group, it's like she has been our champion and our fucking North Star on, you know, bodily autonomy, mm -hmm. gun control, mm -hmm. housing, health care, war, no war. Like, what do we all agree? Mm -hmm. Great. That's our messaging. Yes. Because as, as one of the guests last night said very plainly, democracy is on the ballot in yes, November. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So where, why are we deviating? Yeah, you know what? The sky is fucking blue. It's a shade of blue. Is blue in there? Great. We're on the same page. Let's please move forward. Right? Yes. Are guns bad? Do we need gun control? Are kids dying at, at, at an astronomical rate? There have mm -hmm. been over 200 mass shootings this year in yeah, America. Then th there have been more shootings than days in the year. Correct. So... Yeah, we Correct. need, to, we and, need and, it. Yeah, and my son, uh, you know, you know, we hear. I don't know anybody in Uvalde, but I can, I can, I can only imagine the pain mm -hmm. that those families are feeling. Um, when you know, it it's it's all around us. You know, mm -hmm. my son held me, and mm -hmm. I was sobbing into his shoulder the night I found out about the the massacre in yeah. Uvalde. Yeah. And he said, Mom, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And I, I wanted to just, like, say, how do you know? I know. It isn't. I it know. continues to happen. He goes, he goes, it's not going to happen to me. And he, yesterday, they, the kid turned himself in yeah. because he was trying to recruit. That was, that's it. So that's where we are. Mm -hmm. It could very well. I drive down the street sometimes, and I wonder if I'm going to get shot. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm driving I my yeah, exactly. And it's like, okay, I'm white, right? And so you think, okay, well, Kimberly's got the privilege because she's white. But, you know, I live in an area in Maryland where there's quite a few black people. And so it doesn't, and this is not, I'm, the way I'm saying this, is, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this across right, but nobody is safe is my point. Because, you know, if, if, if some fucking crazy, 
evil, cruel person decides, I'm going to go into this grocery store or this whatever um, and, and shoot up the black people that I see and whoever happens to be you know, in that store, well, I could be in that store. So it's, I may not get shot because of my skin color, but I might get shot just because I happen to be around people who have a different skin color and fuck me for that. And so it's like, I think my point here, it's not so much, I don't want to make this about me, but what I want to say is that it doesn't matter what color. Yes, you're more of a target if you have, you know, skin that isn't fucking white, but that doesn't mean that you're safe just because you have white skin. And then add to it being a woman, especially with striking down Roe, with all the with fucking bounties and things like that. I've said this before, but I want to reiterate it because while that doesn't affect me specifically either, I'm not going to ever get pregnant. I'm never going to have to worry about having an abortion. I'm never going to have to worry about any of that shit anymore because I'm way past menopause. Um, it's the idea that with white supremacy and with all of this misogyny that just being a woman puts you at risk because there are people out there who feel emboldened to be cruel and violent and as a woman I don't know what that means for me and at this point I'm not outside saying oh my god am I a target am I a target I'm not walking around in fear but I'm certainly mm -hmm. recognizing that my you know my sex you know, is at risk just because I'm a woman and there's going to be pissed off fucking, you know, patriarchal misogynist, violent men out there who decide mm -hmm. I don't like you because X, you know, whatever the reason they don't, I look like their ex-wife who fucked them over or whatever the fucking deal is. And so it's, it's terrifying to all of us. So I do not want to diminish what it's like for a person of color. I don't have that experience, but I do have the experience of, you know, I, I understand what it's like to be a woman. And then you just uh -huh. add color to that and it fucking makes it that much scarier. Yes. And it's just, it's, it's so hard. And, you know, I mean, I'm having a hard time. I think I talked about this on my patrons only show, which I barely can even remember what I talked about anymore, but cause I already recorded it. Um, <laughs> because we live in hell. I know. I know. That's why. But it's like, it, it's hard for me to process everything that's happening. And anybody who is following my Twitter feed, I mean, you could see I'm still posting about politics and stuff, but I'm kind of getting away from it because I just, I need to not focus on this too much. I, it's not to say that I'm not paying attention to it. I am, but I can't spend so much of my time focusing on what's going on because it's, I mean, just the other night it was fucking Ted Cruz was on, um, it was MSNBC. He was being interviewed by a reporter about gun, you know, stuff with guns. And, and he said, America is the safest place. And the reporter was like, wait a minute, hold on. And and then, of course, Ted Cruz was like, oh, you've got your political agenda. And then he, and it's like, I swear to God, I wanted to kill him. I can't fucking stand him. And then and then I just have to do this like little mini rant about this because I posted that he's not the most or, or, or uh, he is the most unlikable person, period. So everybody keep I knew this was going to happen. People are like, oh, no, this one's worse. That one's worse. And it's like, I'm not saying who's worse. I'm saying who I, I used the word unlikable for a reason. <laughs> because yes, Mitch McConnell and uh, Donald Trump and all these people are worse at this point. Now, put him in Mitch McConnell's position, he could be as bad as Mitch McConnell. But the, it's, that, it's that he's not likable. I don't think Mitch McConnell is likable. But I swear to God, 
if I had to choose, if I had to spend time with one or the other, I'd spend time with Mitch McConnell before Ted Cruz because I fucking hate that man is so repulsive in every way. He is at least Mitch McConnell. And I'm not defending him in any way, but I'm just saying that it's like he can kind of behave in a way where he's just I don't know what the word is. I, I can't think of the word, but Ted Cruz is always a dick. Mitch McConnell well, yeah. isn't always a dick. He, he is a dick, but he doesn't always behave like a dick. Fucking Ted Cruz always behaves like a dick. And it's just, he's so annoying. And I just, you know, I, I start thinking these things, and, and there are so many people now that I hate how they behave. I hate what they do. I don't want to say I hate them, but you know what I mean. But it's like there's so much hate, and I don't want to be, I just don't want to be thinking about everything that makes me angry all the time and it's like jesus christ i know twitter is certainly really good at you know making you freak out and making you angry just because you see uh, you know it's it's not even about what excuse me individuals are saying it's just the news (laughs) you know i mean you get it immediately on twitter Uh, and, and then the other thing a little tiny pet peeve is like okay let's say on a saturday afternoon something happens and everybody gets pissed off and they're like, why isn't MSNBC all over this? Usually it's because <laughs> it's a Saturday afternoon and they're preparing for their Monday show. That's why. So we get things on Twitter right when it happens. It doesn't happen. I mean, unless it's like a fucking mass shooting or unless it's one of these really urgent things, they don't immediately break through everything to report on this you know, other, there's so much fucking breaking news now. Everything is fucking breaking. <laughs> right. Oh my God. It's too much. It's too much. Cause, Cause I mean, just think about the world that we live in. Yeah. I, I honestly, I, I'm making noise. Sorry. I don't know. It's okay. I just, <laughs> I, I know I'm the just, world that we live I'm in just, is fucking insane. It's horrifying. And you know, I mean, think horrifying. about it 20 years ago. Okay. I, I, I'm going to be 54 in July. And so when I was 34, never thought, never thought anything like this was going to happen. Never thought it, but here we are. Well, yeah. Right. I should have though, because my mother was screaming. My mother was screaming when the Supreme court decided that George W. Bush was going to be the president. She was, she didn't even think it was going to be this bad, but she was like, oh my God, she was screaming so much. And you know, here's the interesting thing. She was always sending emails because at that time it was, we didn't have the internet like we do now. And I mean, we had it, but it wasn't like it is now. So she communicated with everybody about politics through emails and she would send articles and this and that. And she had a couple of people who were like, please stop sending me all this political stuff. And now, now all these people who are like, didn't want to pay attention then are going, I'm so scared now. And it's like, yeah, well, maybe you should have paid attention. She's like, no, I'm sorry. I changed my number. Shut up. No, it's, it's brutal. Yeah, it's really brutal. And it's really hard. That's why I just, it's like, I only want to talk about fun things. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, wait a minute. I got it. Oh my God. So there's a woman. Did you see the uh, Wonder Woman situation happening on Twitter? No. Okay. I, so I've been a little. Uh, I've been a little. Un- you've been, on you've been busy un-active. doing real things. Okay. Well, first of all, Linda Carter, Wonder Woman. She posted something for. Uh, you know, it's it's. Um, 
why is my brain failing? It's 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 months. LGBTQ. I can't even say it. My brain. LGBTQ. Is not, yes, and then I think there's more. It's to Pride it. Month. It's Pride Month. Thank you, Pride. So it's Pride Month. That's what I was trying to remember. And so she posted. You know, she she said something about Pride Month, and then she posted a picture of Wonder Woman in the background. It was like a big rainbow. So Amber Hefner. Uh, was very upset with this. And she says, why did you use Wonder Woman to promote gays, lesbians, and bisexuals as as you so said Wonder Woman is? My whole... Uh, that doesn't make sense. My whole life you were my hero. What a disappointment you are. Just like they said, Linda, when you get to meet your hero, they're nothing what you thought they were. Do I sell all my Wonder Woman things? My whole life's collection? I mean, if she's bisexual and I don't believe in that, how can you be my superhero? Can you tell me that, real Linda Carter? Can can you? 45 years, I have loved Wonder Woman. Blah, 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 blah. Then she says, thanks a lot, and she spells a lot, one word. Thanks a lot for destroying my superhero. I mean, she is just, and so Linda Carter tweeted out something. I don't have Who it. Who is that person? I don't, she's just some fucking weirdo. But Lin, let me find, Linda Carter tweeted, she goes, I didn't write Wonder Woman, but if you want to argue that she is not, that she is somehow not a queer or trans icon. You're not paying attention. Every time someone comes up to me and says Wonder Woman helped them while they were closeted, it reminds me how special the role is. Yeah, where did where where did Wonder Woman come from? It I don't know if it was a planet. I think it was a planet. All women. Yeah, they were <laughs> all <hands> women. <laughs> and somebody even put in the. Uh, comments just like with xena warrior princess there were lesbian scenes in that maybe not lesbian scenes but lesbian tendency scenes or something i think they were like i never watched that show so but i think there was like they were taking a bath together they were being kind of romantic or something so it's like fuck you amber <laughs> fuck you and your bigoted attitude amber, wait, amber wake up <laughs> dude come on but she, she's a religious person who is, of course, you know, and it's like some people are religious and not like that. So I don't want to put that on all religious people, but she's one of those religious people that is so close minded and, you know, doesn't doesn't think about what Jesus would do. <laughs> it's like fucking Amber. <laughs> it's just That's right. so stupid. Oh, my God. Um, OK. Themyscira. Say that That's again. The name of the island. Oh, I, 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 yeah. There you go. It's that, that lesbian. I, and I probably, yeah. It's a lesbian uh, island where all the I mean, ladies need no men. Just, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, until they meet. Until they meet Chris Pine. What's that dude's name? Steve? I don't know. Who? Anyway. Oh, that's right. The him. Dude. That's right. Mm -hmm. The dude. Yeah. All right. So um, we got to do a quick commercial break, and we will be back after this message. Oh, hey, it's Kimberly, the host of the podcast you're listening to right now. Are you my patron on Patreon? If not, it's really easy to sign up. Just go to patreon.com slash startmeup. Check out all the tiers. I do a patrons only show after every free show and I talk about whatever. It can get crazy in there. So again, just go to patreon.com slash startmeup. Check out the tiers and become my patron today. Thank you. All right, we are back. So, what are you going to do this weekend? Graduation on <laughs> oh, Saturday. Oh, that's right. Graduation. That's right. So, big, big now, boy. Are, are you going to have a and party? Then, and then Sunday brunch. Yeah, we're having a party on Sunday because he, we were going to do a dinner here, um, you know, for friends and family who could attend and mm -hmm. on Saturday night. And he goes, Mom, he, like, I, I, I think he felt bad. He's mm -hmm. like, 
I need to, I really want to go out with my friends on Saturday night. And I'm like, that's okay. Of course I didn't know there was anything. Right. He doesn't, he's not, he's not a big details mm-hmm. uh, communicator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, so Sunday we're going to do brunch and some of his best friends are, are boys that he met when he was in preschool. Wow. That's so and they've cool. Gone, they've gone preschool through 12th grade together. And, um, the boys, so some of the, those boys and their families are coming for the brunch, which, you know, my husband and I will, will cook a bunch of stuff. And, uh, and then the following weekend, we are going to Disneyland with those, oh, wow. some of those boys and their, and their parents. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> well, I, 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 I say that, but I'm not a big fan of Disneyland. <laughs> oh, it's a dream. I, my husband can't stand it. I, I know it's like it. it's like why doesn't what, what why doesn't your husband like it? I just think he thinks it's disgusting. The, I mean, I, you know, he doesn't like he doesn't like waiting in the line. He doesn't right. like the crowds. He's, like, he's <laughs> not necessarily blown away by the rides. Like I love, I love walking up Main Street hmm. and and like beelining to whatever ride and like having a plan and figuring it all out and like opening up my Disney app and you know like d- d- going into Star Wars land I want to yeah. get on the Dumbo ride like I want it all I, I don't tire of it ever yeah my and girlfriend was the same <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've you know the only thing I can say about it is my mom always felt I think it's funny she says this and the Republicans are totally going after Disney now, but my mom always felt that there was some kind of, I don't remember the word, but she just, she didn't like Disney. There's something about Disney she doesn't like and she doesn't, she thinks they're not fascist or anything like that, but I don't know. There was something having to do with like, she doesn't completely trust them. Anyway, I grew up in Southern California and we had like Magic Mountain, but my theme park was, uh, what do you call it? Knott's Berry Farm. Because when we first moved there, my mother didn't know anybody. Oh, you know, yeah. We didn't have a family. And Knott's Berry Farm is very old-fashioned. It's really fucking cool because you see people walking around the park and they're wearing, like, old-timey clothes. They have, like, a train that runs through the Clark, uh, park and there's bandits that rob the train. And you can go into little saloon areas. And, of course, there's just normal, typical ride stuff and typical mm-hmm. theme park stuff. But this is like literally a theme. I mean, well, they're all theme parks, but I mean, it's like the theme of the Old West. And so when we would go there for Thanksgiving, it was so much fun. My mom and I would do it. And we carried that tradition through to my early 20s. And uh, one year, we decided we were going to go to Disneyland. And the funny thing is, it's like, you know, it's Thanksgiving. So um, we don't, we didn't ever really see a crowd all through the years. There would be more and more people. Like when we first started going in the, it's like 77, 78, 79, when we were, when we were going there, then there was almost like nobody there. And Mm -hmm. my mom would walk around and she would see all the single parents with their kids. (laughs) That's what she was, the single parent with the kid. And, and then through the years, it became more popular to go to those theme parks for Thanksgiving and stuff. So we decided when year we were going to mix it up and go to Disneyland. And it was awful because it was really crowded. And I think we only got on like two or three rides because the lines were so long. And we were so pissed. And then we went back to Disneyland. I mean, we went to Knott's Berry Farm for dinner. And it was so funny because there were people who were eating next to us. 
and we just, I don't know, somehow we got to talking and we're like, yeah, we, w- we made this stupid decision to go to Disneyland and we hated it. And now we're back here and we love it. <laughs> and then we're like, yeah, we did that one year and we're never doing it again. <laughs> it was so funny. But the, the Knott's Berry Farm Thanksgiving situation was always fun. But yeah, I just never, I never care. I think the reason is because of the long lines. It was like so yeah. long. I hated waiting in line. I've never been um, to, you know, a theme park or anything on a, on a holiday like that. Mm-hmm. But when I was a kid, we lived for about almost four years in Long Beach. And mm-hmm. so we were 15 minutes from Knott's Berry Farm. We were mm-hmm. 15 minutes from Disneyland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it would be, it was just, uh, okay, where do we want to go today? Remember the log ride at Knott's? Yes, I do. In <laughs> Knott's. Okay, we just, we just, we just shortened it to knots. Knots. We're going to knots yeah. today, right? <laughs> and it was the best. Mm-hmm. I think there was like a fried chicken restaurant at knots. <laughs> yes. The, you know, the, the people walking around in the old timey shit, the mm-hmm. log ride was insane. Mm-hmm. They had like, they had more treacherous sort of roller coasters yeah. at knots, if I'm not, yeah. And then, <laughs> and I haven't been to Knott's Berry Farm since probably the 70s. Well, I've told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again, and my mom can totally fucking back me up. It started from day one. So I we go to Knott's Berry Farm on Thanksgiving, and I don't know what year it was. So let's just say I'm 10, right? And mm-hmm. we get on the train, and the bandits, they fucking zero in on me. I don't know why. <laughs> and I think, I mean, I'm 10, so I'm just this dorky kid with glasses. And, and I knew, it's like I didn't want them to bother me. I just didn't want them to call attention to me. And it was like I had a, it was like they were, I was a magnet and I just drew them to me. They would stop Mm -hmm. and they would, they would fucking harass. I mean, it was all fun, but it was like they would harass. And every single year, every year. And it got to the point where my mom and I would be walking through the park and we'd see the bandits and the bandits would see me and we would and they they took notice especially when I got older because I'm a six foot blonde and it was like they would take notice of my mom when she's like okay they saw you and I'm like fuck and it wouldn't matter every time (laughs) they would always come up to me it was like and we would just laugh every time it happened but that was such a fun memory because after dinner we would go in they had all the stores and then, you know, they'd have all the Christmas shit up and you could get personalized uh, ornaments. And that's what I would always get for my family when I would go back east to visit. So it was just, that's very fun. We're so fun. And, you know, it's really funny because I, I always missed, like I, I felt a little sorry. I mean, I loved going to Knott's Berry Farm, but I always felt a little sorry for myself because I thought, oh, well, you know, we don't have a big family. Everybody's family. And now, now, now that we live near family, the holidays are so stressful because there's all these different fucking parents and everything has to be worked out. And it's like, oh, my God, can we just go back to Knott's Berry Farm? <laughs> you know, I just I just want to go with my mom. But yes. and Bob and I don't even spend Thanksgiving together because I go with my my dad and my mom comes over to my dad's and then he goes over to his dad's. And then the next day, either he just goes to his mom's or we both do. So it's like it's this whole big fucking ordeal. Gone are the days where everything was just simple and easy because now it's all, you know, it's like a big family affair. But I'm happy to have my family. So I'm, I'm not complaining. It's just like the side of me that just doesn't want to be bothered, which the older I get, the less I want to be bothered about anything. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I hear you. I feel it. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know if you know this, but my, my niece has COVID now. The baby? Yeah, she's going to be eight. So, so far, so good. I think she's only got, like, sniffles. Um, 
the last I heard, you know, and then my father had to have, okay, I think the other day I did a patrons only show just for my patrons. And I think I said my dad had an angioplasty. No, he had an angiogram. I just, you know, my mind died. So I said angioplasty. No, he had an angiogram. And he was actually, because he had a heart attack last year in May, and then he had another fucking heart attack on April 30th. But he has a defibrillator, and that saved him. So, um, you know, I, I, it makes me worried because he was with my niece on Saturday. And I guess on Sunday, uh, her mother got the notice that 19 kids from their school got COVID, so they tested her, and she had it. So she had it while she was with my dad and stepmom. And then my dad had to go have an angiogram. I think it was on Wednesday. So he's fine, and I talked to him. I've talked to him every day this week except for today, and he's fine. And the angiogram actually was no big deal. But um, he was, I think, expecting something worse, but it turned out to be no big deal. But it's like, I guess, I guess we're out of the woods now. If he was around her on Saturday... And so is my stepmom, and I haven't heard anything about them having COVID. So I think we're out of the woods for them getting it. But yeah, evidently my niece was, I think it was like on Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday, she was running around outside playing, just had a runny nose. So hopefully it won't be too bad for her. But I do know that Fauci is telling everybody, if you get COVID, go get Paxlovid. Because evidently that's like the thing, it's an antiviral and it's supposed to work. It's supposed to cut it. But the sooner you take it, the better. And I'm just going to throw this out there one more time because I have been promoting this intermittently. And I don't always do it. But and garlic, odorless garlic. You can get odorless garlic and it's antiviral. And I, it has helped me in the past many, 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 many times avoid getting sick when people around me are sick. I don't know if it has any effect on COVID at all. But why the fuck not? It doesn't hurt you. And so, you know, if you know you're going to be around people and it's going to be, you know, I just say take a bunch of that. Because if I think it's called Nature's Made, the one I get. It's in a green bottle and it's gel caps. And there's you could literally take it on an empty stomach and have absolutely no aftertaste. So, um, hey, okay, I highly well, recommend. tell me the name of Paxlovid, the, the Fauci thing. Paxlovid. Yeah, he's recommending that if anybody gets it, that they just fucking run to the doctor and take it as soon as you get it. It's kind of like, the, I think it's kind of like the idea of um, coldies, when you get a cold, the sooner you take it, the the more chances you have of cutting that cold down to either nothing or at least in half. So Paxlovid is the sooner you get it, um, the better. Okay, because my brother just, we were talking this morning on the phone and he tested positive while we were on the phone. Oh, really? Wow. And his and his wife has had it for four days now. And she came downstairs in a nightgown and they both screamed, take off your mask! And then they were like <laughs> hugging and stuff. <laughs> so, do, now, is he the one who lives next door to your mom? Across the street, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, how's your mom doing? She doesn't have it. That's good. Yeah, um, she is, you know, she's super duper cautious. She's got another um, one more round of uh, one more chemo treatment that's coming up in, uh, I think, on the 16th. And then she's done with this phase. And then we'll see what happens and what the next course of treatment is for her moving forward. But she's, you know, deeply concerned about getting COVID because Mm -hmm. of her Mm -hmm. compromised immune system. And so, you know, she's holding she's she's keeping them at a distance like yeah, literally right i think she my brother said he went over to get something from her yesterday mark mark 
you know, was probably highly contagious yesterday if he tested positive this morning. And he said she threw something, like opened her front door, just like, boom, hurled something at him, like, do not come near me. <laughs> wow. Is she, how is she feeling? Uh, you know, she has cancer. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I try and and, and I don't, I can't go see her. I was supposed to go yeah. see her last week and she told me don't come because um, she didn't want me getting on a plane. And because I had been, you know, we had an event here at our house, an event, a gathering at our house in the yard, but, and everybody was vaxxed, but she's like, I, honey, no. Yeah. So that, that's, that sort of sucks. Yeah. But I am dry. She didn't want me to go in an airport and I right. had, you know, I was coming for 48 hours and she didn't want me to be in an airport. And so we're going up to visit her uh, the last week of June and we're all driving up. So we're going to drive up. Wow. We'll like, we'll, we'll isolate and test and yeah. That's how we're wow, do it. this is just such a fucking. Pa- I'm so tired of this. You know, I, there are so many things that I just want to do, and I won't do them. The on Saturday night, I Bob and I usually order from we get it from you know Grubhub, but we order Mexican food from this particular restaurant. And it was funny because I don't know what was going on, but I went to order it, and the, Grubhub said that it wasn't going to be available till the following morning. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? So, um, long story short, I don't know why, but Grub had Grubhub had the restaurant closed. So I called the restaurant and they were open. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to place an order, which I placed an order. And then I went to go pick it up. Oh my God. The amount of people that were in this restaurant, nobody was wearing a mask, of course, because it's a restaurant. And oh, it please, was yeah. literally just packed door to door. And it was so loud because there were mm-hmm. so many people. So like all the people are yelling at each other just to have dinner. So it's like, all I saw were little COVID things flying around the restaurant. And I just like, geez. No, I mean, and the thing is, is I understand we have to live. We've been vaccinated, hopefully, and we have to live. But it's like, I I thought, well, if I'm going to get fucking COVID, this is where I'm going to get it. I had a mask on, but I went into the, I didn't get it, but I went into the restaurant up to, you know, where the hostess counter is. And I, I paid her and everything. And then I went, stood by the door that was open just because I thought, God, I mean, I just don't understand how people are treating this like it's no. every single day I check in my county and the numbers are going up. Oh, yeah. And I guess people just don't care. I guess they're like, well, it's because people aren't wearing their masks and they're living and, you know, I got to be, you know, I'm like, um, I'm still in the 90 day window, but I don't know if that makes me safe from getting it again. Like, right. I don't know. I know. Shoot. Yeah. yeah. Crime any sakes alive. I know. That's the thing is you don't know how long you are protected. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it's a crapshoot. And I, I feel like at least there's Paxlovid and I don't know if taking Paxlovid would have any effect on the long COVID situation. I don't know, but I know that I'll run to the doctor and I'll get Paxlovid if I get it, but I hope I don't get it. And it just, I wish I would have known about Paxlovid when I had it. Yeah, I know. Now I'm now suddenly I'm feeling like sick and listless just after <laughs> starting discussing this. <laughs> oh my god! Well, I I don't know. Did I tell you about my my nasal thing? Yeah. Okay, so I don't have a nasal polyp, 
but I started getting that fucking smell back again. And oh, shit. I, I, but I, I told you the other day when we were talking on the phone, not on the podcast, I was talking about dim and I don't blame it on dim, but what I blame it on is I think, I think I just was, I shouldn't take dim because it fucks with me. It doesn't have the same effect on everybody else, but I think what it does with me, I get too thrown off with an imbalance and I'm almost positive that's what's happening. I'm almost positive that I have an imbalance of hormones, but I'm looking at it this way because for those of you who do not know, um, I have gone off of estrogen. I've been on estrogen for six years and I've, it's just kept me fat and it's, and, and, you know, some might argue that that's not the case, but, uh, as soon as I started taking it, I didn't change a goddamn thing. I exercised the same way. I ate the same way and I, just gained a bunch of weight. I gained about 30 pounds. So now, you know, I've been on all the uh, HRT, the bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. Right now, basically, the only thing I'm taking is testosterone, and that kind of helps with energy. But um, I stopped taking the estrogen. And so, like, some people, they'll have hot flashes, and they'll start taking the hormone replacement therapy to cure your hot flashes or whatever. And then when you go off, it starts up again. That's what's happening with me. I'm, I'm not getting, I'm getting warm flashes and I'm getting, um, I'm feeling a little off. That's not terrible. I can still do everything I do. It's not getting in the way of anything, but I can tell that I'm not like up. I'm just, I'm, I'm going, something's going on and it's because my body's adjusting, but I got to share this just randomly. It was funny. I got a call from Greg Oliar, and he wants me to do his podcast on camera on Friday. So I hate doing on-camera shows, but I said, fine, because it's Greg, and he's always said yes to me, and I absolutely love him. So then I got, um, I, I noticed after I said yes, right in the danger zone on my face, in the hormone zone, I start to get a zit. And I'm like, fuck! And, and, and it was like one of those kind of zits where it starts off as like a little puffy red mark, and it's, like, it's not like you can mess with it. It's so deep down, you just get a little puffy. And then eventually what happens is it comes up to the surface, and if you do mess with it, it's like a volcano, and it's horrible, and makeup on it makes it even worse. So I'm like, no, 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 no. And so uh, I forgot that Bob had recommended one time, I think like one time he got a zit, and so he had this idea to put the, like use an Advil gel cap and put that, stuff that's in the gel cap on it and it totally it's the same idea of you got to get it right away and so I used two gel caps throughout the course of the day and by the end of the day it was gone so if you ever have to get rid it doesn't work if it's pretty much coming up to the top it won't work but it's if it's right in the beginning those fucking gel caps will kill a zit in the making. So I'm so grateful because I'm going to be on Greg Oliar's show. <laughs> and I was on Stephanie Miller's show yesterday on camera, of course. So Nice. Yeah, you don't want a big pustule on your face for that. No. <laughs> especially, especially one that's like it's sometimes because I can't not fuck with it. I can't like I can't see a zit on my face and not fuck with it. So I'm going to fuck with it and then it bleeds and then it scabs and then it, all the skin peels off in this raw skin and you can't put makeup on raw skin. It's so awful. <laughs> I, I Ew, hate I it. I know. <laughs> and I, I mean, please, as we get older, it's like, can't we just, could, could we at least, if we're going to have the goatees, yeah. we might as well be able to trade them in for the zits. <laughs> like, if you're going to give me the goatee, can I at least say we're done with the zits? 
<laughs> yeah, and there's so many other things. It's like if I have to have hot flat, I, I mean, I'm going to be 54. My mom is in her 70s and still occasionally, it's very rare, but occasionally she gets a zit. It's like, I swear to God, if I'm in my 70s and I get a zit, I'm going to be like pounding some shit. <laughs> well, I still get hot flashes. Mine kind of ramped up again. Okay, so I have something to recommend. If you get hot flashes, um, and I just ordered them again, they are, they are pellets. They're homeopathic pellets that you put like, I don't know, seven or eight under your tongue. They're just real tiny. And it's, it's um, I'm going to spell it out. And it's L-A-C-H-E-S-I-S. I don't even know how to say it. Lachesis. Mutus. Okay. Mutus. M-U-T-U-S. And so okay. they come in 200 counts. You can get them. You can go and just enter them on the computer, enter them on Amazon. I just had them shipped to my house. And what they do is when you, and I've used these before, when I was having hot flashes like crazy, I fucking use these all the time. They don't prevent you from having one, but when you have one, take it and it goes away so much faster. It's so much faster. So it's like, I I bought some because I'm starting to uh, experience that fun, you know, hot flash thing again. So I've just got them (laughs) and they do really help. They're a big deal. But the other thing that also helps is... I think it's 300 milligrams of grapeseed grapeseed extract. And there was a study, I think it was in, I don't know if it was Japan or I can't remember where, but it was a study, there was a couple of studies and it was women who were having hot flashes and when they took 300 milligrams, I think it's milligrams of, of grapeseed extract, it really made a difference. And so I've been taking it religiously now for at least a year and it really does help. So for all of those people out there experiencing it, those are my recommendations. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> and then also, did I tell you that I, um, I see, you know what? Here's the deal. I recorded two patrons only shows today that I hated and then I got rid of them and then I recorded another one. And now I don't what, I don't remember what I said to you and what I said on that show. So pardon me if I'm, repeating myself but did i tell you that i fucking hit my toe again no so on the day before thanksgiving i hit my toe so bad i thought i broke it but i didn't then i hit it again in december the same fucking toe and now last night i hit the other toe the the left foot the pinky toe and now my foot's all bruised (laughs) Uh, you might have broken it if it's all bruised i know well i broke it last or i i might have um well i don't know that if i i think i might have sprained it because when I touch it and when I wiggle it, it feels fine. And um, when I actually did break, break a toe back in 2014, I couldn't even touch it. It fucking hurt so much. That's so awful. I don't know. But it's, yeah, it's like, oh, my God, so much fun. So much fun. And on top of everything, it's, like, really hot here. I think we're supposed to cool down tomorrow, but it's been, it's been miserable. How is the weather where you are? Um... It's kind of hazy today. Uh, it's 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 not really warm. Yesterday was warm, and um, I don't even know what temperature it is. It is currently sixty two. Oh. I like I like I like seventy five. Really? You know? Like I like I like eighty two. To be honest, <laughs> I like fifty. <laughs> I like 82 in a pool and a virgin pina colada. That's what I really like. I like 82 in a blow-up raft and yeah. nobody around me. 
Um, I like I like eighty two. <laughs> do you do you make virgin pina coladas? No, but if I'm on vacation, that that was a, that would be my indicator that perhaps I'm on vacation, <laughs> which I want. Yeah. You know? I, I yeah, that, I don't. You know but... what? I I just want to go to Southern California. Bob sometimes Bob's like, yeah, one day you know I want to go to Hawaii with you, and I just don't want to go to Hawaii right now because I just don't want to put a bathing suit on. No fucking way. But um, maybe if I feel a little bit more confident about my body, but I still don't want to lay out in the sun either because it's like oh I do yeah I just I don't want to get the fucking skin cancer so I don't want to plus I don't I also don't want to get because I'm very white. I don't want to get the uh, blotchy skin, you know. So I try to yeah, avoid this. I, I'm, I'm, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want the skin cancer. I don't mind. I, I want to get. I want brown legs and arms and feet mm-hmm. and um, like I, it's one of the reasons why I love exercising outside because I just like I like the watch tan. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I like. I just like being outdoors. That's what I, that's what I really love. Yeah. And, um, and I also like a little bit of free time, which doesn't seem to happen all that much. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was thinking, you know, like, Oh, a raft and a pool, <laughs> or, you know, or, or, you know, sitting on the beach and just getting up and diving into a calm little ocean yeah. that, you know, I just, I, I, I long for that. But I don't. I don't see that happening. Instead, I'm going yeah. to Disneyland for 48 <laughs> Well, that's hours. good, and you're really excited, yeah. so that's good. But you want to know what I did? Because huh. I'm psycho like this. So first <laughs> of all, I love the graphic T-shirts that make a statement. You know, mm-hmm. I love. Like I, I just love them. I buy them up. It's my favorite thing, and you know, I, I like to wear them too. You know, when I'm out exercising and stuff. And I had one man tell me I wasn't giving the. I wasn't. Um, sending a good message to the children because I was wearing my Trump is, is a racist t-shirt. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not sending a good <laughs> no, message no, to really. the children. Dude, mm-hmm. check yourself before you wreck yourself, honestly. <laughs> and you live in Oakland? I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway, I got, I, I'm gearing up. So I got my son and I matching um, <laughs> American flags with a QR code, it's David Hogg and the March for Our Lives kids put him out. And there's a QR code where like the stars would be. And it, it's an, it's a, you know, gun control message. Sorry, Siri, Siri's chiming in on me. Anyway, and when you look at it, if you take a picture of the QR code, it gets, sets you up to register to vote. Wow. And it's this really cool thing. And I showed it to my son and I go, we can wear these because like anybody in the know is going to say, oh, these people are, are for gun control. And, and he's like, okay, yeah, get that. Then I went down a rabbit hole, and I, I just saw that my Etsy order that says, fuck the NRA t-shirt was just sent. And so I'll be, I'm going to wear that. Wow. I'm, That's awesome. I mean, I might, I might wear that out at night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but when I'm in the park, I'm going to wear the Pro Row 1973. Right. Yes. Watch up. And I, I'm just like, I, I feel like I have to, I feel like that's where we are now. I'm not going to wear my Dr. Lea Torres fuck with impunity t-shirt <laughs> when I, although that did arrive. I love her. And I love her too. Yeah. She's awesome. But you know, I, I kind of feel like we, I don't know. As I said to the crowd last night, it's like, it's incumbent upon us to, to spread the word. 
Mm-hmm. Here's what we believe. Here's what here's the kind of world and the democracy that we believe is worth fighting for. And that's why I support this, that and the other and this candidate and this movement and this, you know, this cause and this policy change or whatever it happens to be. So I, I just and I'm also kind of looking for a fight a little bit. I mean, I'm going to be real honest about that. <laughs> See, that's where I, I mean, I made my mother, I told my mom, you need to take your fucking bumper stickers off your car because of where she lives. It's not too bad, but she's like, I've seen some of those litter, those uh, pickup trucks with the eagle and the Trump, everything all over it. And, right. you know, I've seen some of those guys and this is rural Maryland. This is like, they don't fuck around out here. The white supremacy is really nasty. So uh, I just said, you know, you're a single woman. And you're 75 mm-hmm. years old. I, you know, I normally she wouldn't listen to me. Normally she would be like, oh my God, I'm going to do what I want. But she's, she did take them off because I said, you know, you could be a target. You, you're making right. yourself. And so I feel that way about you, but I'm not going to tell you not to do it because first of all, you're not 75 Nobody's years old. Nobody's going to beat my ass in Disneyland. I know. I know. <laughs> but see, I'm like the protective, don't, don't start trouble. <laughs> but, but we do need to have good trouble. So we do. So I'm, like I said, I'm not going to wear the cussy ones. Cause I, I, you know, there are little kids, there are children there. And right. Stuff, and I want to be respectful of that for sure. Yeah. But I am going to wear my QR code and I'm going to wear my pro row. There's nothing, there ain't nothing about that. I got one for my daughter too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know? there you go. You um, know what? I want to, yeah. I want to bring up one thing before we go. Cause I, I know we're coming to the end. Um, Tulsa gunman targeted doctor. He blamed for pain after surgery. And so somebody on my, I want to find it now. Um, I did retweet this woman and already I'm getting blowback. I'm not getting blowback. She's getting blowback. But it's the idea that pain, okay, the shooter in Tulsa had been a patient in the clinic earlier that day. He had had back surgery but was in pain. He couldn't get help. It was easier for him to get a gun than it was to get proper health care. This sums up everything wrong in our country. So then this other woman says it doesn't make it okay, but serious untreated pain can drive someone more than a little out of their right mind. As a country, we're failing when we make guns easier to get the medical care. So this guy said, wait, you're saying that pain caused him to do this. And I, and I, found an article and I posted it and I said it's not an excuse but yes when you're in pain it can make you do and and to do things that you wouldn't normally do to think things you wouldn't normally think it's not an excuse this is not an excuse but I think it's a valid point because two points that I'll make are one when my mother you know she was in severe pain um with her hips for the first hip she had done it had collapsed and then I believe the second hip it also collapsed and she was alone and it was she was having horrible thoughts she wanted to die um i know that just from my fucking this wasn't even pain it was the olfactory hallucination was happening and i was smelling smoke and rotting meat at the same time it does this thing where it gives me a headache but it's not a normal headache it's weird and it's very uncomfortable and I, I also feel as if I'm in a room with rotting meat and smoke because my eyes get watery and I, I kind of get like a, my throat. It's like it reacts as if I'm actually in a room with this shit. And then what it does is it does something to me mentally. And the last time that it happened really bad, I had this thought like, it, I don't know when this happened. It was sometime in April. But I, I, th- I literally was thinking, okay, well, if, if Vladimir Putin is going to send a nuclear weapon our way 
to like DC. I'm going to drive to it because I can't take this. Those are the things that I was thinking. I don't normally think like that. But because I was experiencing, it wasn't even pain. I was very uncomfortable. And so I started, I didn't have suicidal thoughts. I wasn't planning on killing myself. But the thoughts that I had were fucking dark. And so, and my mother had really dark thoughts. And so I don't want to say that a gunman can sit there and say, oh, I have pain, so I'm going to go shoot everybody up. I'm not saying that's what happened. But I do agree with this, the idea, because somebody pointed out this guy was black, and doctors have a tendency to dismiss women and they dismiss black people. And so mm-hmm. if you have been dismissed, if you're in pain, yes, it can make you, it can either, you know, in some people it might cause anger. In some people it might cause a suicidal feeling or depression. So I don't think we should completely discount it. I don't think we should only say, oh, he was in pain, so he shot up a bunch of people. I don't know what his motive was. But even if his motive and everything was completely different than that, if it was something, if it was just based on, I don't know what, because he was black, so I don't know exactly what his motive was. But I just think that we need to really understand where we're failing as a country. And when it comes to pain, and when it comes to listening to other people than, you know, it's white men, they get listened to. But if you're a woman, if you're a person of color, you're not always listened to. And that there are fucking articles and proof about it. So I'm not just making this shit up. I'm not pulling it out of my ass. So I just want to throw that out there because I think mm-hmm, it's a valid mm-hmm. point. I think that it's a valid point whether or not that was his motive. Because, yeah, we're, we yeah. have so much shit to work on when it comes to listening to people. And, and you know, even with women's hormones, they study men. And then they just apply it. It's like, dude, we get, we fucking, we can grow babies in us. It's not the same. Stupid shit. I know. Oh my God. Honestly. I'm just telling you, I am, I am so not in the mood. (laughs) I'm just not in the mood. It's been, well, it's been a rough, it's been a real rough road. It's been a rough road since Trump came down that escalator. It just hasn't stopped Mm -hmm. since then. So anyway, I know that you've got stuff to do and I've got stuff to do and it was fun talking to you. And for anybody, for whoever's listening, thank you for listening because we didn't really talk about politics. We kind of did, but we did. We did. Uh, We always do. To us, it's like, because the fury just goes hand in hand. Mm -hmm. You know, but yeah, I mean, listen, the political landscape is, 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 you know, inextricably linked to the way we feel and all the shit that's going on. Yeah. You know, it so. is, it is. And anyway. it's just, it, it co- colors everything, but you know, sometimes we just have to br- take a break from it. So, all right, let's, let's do, let's wrap this gig up. Let's so, wrap it. That's a wrap. <laughs> that's a wrap. Tell everybody where to find you. Uh, at Steph <laughs> for Oakland, S T E P H F O R Oakland. I would love to see you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm coming up for, for some Twitter air. Okay. Boy, is that, is that where I like to be. <laughs> oh, my God. What's wrong with me? <laughs> well, also, I'm author Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. Don't forget the extra E. My books are on Amazon. And thank you, Stephanie. I love talking to you. I love you. Have fun at Disneyland. Give your son a big congratulatory hug. And, um, you know, I'll talk to you when I talk to you. Thank you, my dear. <laughs> All right. You take thank care. Thank you for having me. I, yes, I, you I, too. Always. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>